Japan Gangnam Style Gangnam Style Open Gangnam Style Gangnam Style Open Gangnam Style banger from the past right there metal covers are always the fucking best man if they're done right fuck dude that's fucking disgusting that was a good fucking cover obviously it was covering uh gangnam style um but that was done by infant annihilator and they named that one infant gangnam style um that was from shit that was a long time ago oh shit 2012, 13, when I heard it, probably came out before then, but it was around 2012, 2013, but, oh, that was fucking nasty, bro, that was fucking, oh, very good, very good, how they just used their nasty fucking music, and then just kept the fucking original audio in there, they didn't try to cover it with vocals as well, so it was pretty, it's pretty fun to listen to, very good fucking song, really fun, um, uh okay so what are we what are we doing uh yeah i was gonna record this a little earlier it's 23rd of january at 1953 hours i was gonna record this earlier but i sat down here and 
looked at the computer for like 10 seconds. I was like, nah, I don't feel right now. So, um, yeah, after that I watched, uh, I continued to watch the, uh, Aaron Hernandez little documentary show that they had on Netflix. Um, it's pretty good. Um, kind of normal setup for, you know, a documentary like that about a crime, you know, controversial fucking series of events. I don't really know anything about the case because I don't fucking care about fucking... Well, back then, I didn't really care about any other teams besides my teams that I fucking follow. But, you know, all I knew was like, yeah, this football player was caught up in a fucking murder and then, you know, craziness ensued with the trial and then he ended up killing himself in jail. That's pretty much all I knew about it. That's pretty much all I cared to know about it at the time. But, uh, you know, I was bored, so I watched it, you know, why not educate myself on, even though it's something completely irrelevant and stupid, but that's, you know, the type of person I am. Never, uh, never too cool to learn anything, no matter how stupid it is. Um, but yeah, I, I got some insight about it. Uh, like I said, it's nothing, it's not that big of a fucking deal. It's not like something that people should know about, you know, that you'd educate yourself on. It's just, you know, interesting to, uh, learn about things that happen to people, I guess you could say for lack of a better explanation. So just intriguing, intriguing, an intriguing happening in America. So I watched it. It was a pretty good documentary. Uh, I think it seems like four episodes or something, but you know, pretty nitty gritty down in the down, simple down and dirty, just explanation of what happened. Um, and yeah, um, I'm no better or worse of a person than I was before I watched it. So I just have new information about something that happened in America, basically. Um, basically what it was, I mean, uh, or what it basically, yeah, what basically what it was, uh, was a new version, new generations, OJ Simpson, basically, um, you know, different types of people got killed. Uh, but basically football player acting a goddamn fool and killed someone and went to jail for it and confusion ensued about who, what, where, when, why, all that shit. But it was basically a modern version of those Jose Simpson fucking happenings. So anyway, that I did that, uh, a couple hours ago. Now I have just paused, uh, the talented Mr. Ripley because I'm bored. I'm just watching that. But anyway, um, let's see what else. Since the last time I talked to you, what, what happened? Uh, I went to, um, I went to, what the fuck was that? Okay. I went to the mom's, uh, company party in Pismo beach last weekend, about a week ago. Um, Went down to her house on last week on Thursday night and we hung out, you know, did the damn thing, you know, uh, chilled out. I fucking, she got, she got some weed this time that was actually strong. Uh, I don't know if it was strong. I don't know. I mean, yeah, like I said before, I don't know weed, but 
uh, I actually got high this fucking time. I actually fucking like legit got high for the first time in my life, like legitimately high, like all the stereotypes that I've seen in my life and never really gotten the chance experience uh, until now. I actually got fucking high and it was pretty good because um, like I said before, I smoked weed very, very, very few times in my life and it's probably always been really shitty weed um, or uh, fucking vape pens with THC or gummies or whatever never really did anything to me never hit me like never even got buzzed from that shit but now this shit oh my god I got fucking high man I I because all this all this fucking time because like I never really smoked weed like I was never a fucking pot smoker and I never got into it as a kid and uh I was straight edge for a long time and then joined the military and so I never really had a chance to, you know, dive into it, uh, for one reason or the other and mentality about it changed, but I still didn't have the opportunity to do it. Um, so as I've gotten older the past four years, I've, you know, since I, I know when I can do it now without getting in trouble or piss tested and stuff like that. I know when I can do it now. I got, I got life figured out in that, in that aspect. So up until now, this last week, I finally got fucking high and I finally experienced all the things that are stereotypical with weed culture when people get high or potheads and, you know, you know, all those stupid terms and shit like that about people who smoke weed. And, and for all the years and stuff like that, looking at it as a, as a, as an outsider, I guess you could say, Cause I didn't, I never, like I said, I never really got into it. Never smoked. we never got high constantly or more than once or ever up until basically now, you know, it took me 32 years of existence to legit get high. Um, and so, Oh my God, you see all this stuff, you know, all this stereotypical stuff about being stoned and stuff like that, about how you talk and you know, how your mind starts to work. I'm like, I never really dismissed it. I never really, um, said oh that's bullshit it was just the fact that I never had the experience so I could never relate to it I you know I never I wasn't you know uh ignorant in the fact that yeah I I knew what weed was I knew of course I know what weed does to you I know what weed can do to you Uh, but I I just never personally experienced it you know fully you know 100% full gas being high and so when you see all this stereotypical stuff and this weed culture stuff all these years for 32 fucking years of existence and you've never done it. It's kind of hard. To, I mean, I'm not going to say, Oh, that's fucking bullshit. You, you don't really act like that when you're high. But like, well, first of all, I've never been high. So I'm not going to say that. And second of all, I'm not going to say that because I know what weed does in a black and white sense. So I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to be ignorant about it either. So just basically, I, I never got to experience that shit, you know? So I finally did. And yeah, I, I, I you know, I was talking, you know, like you do when you're high, you start, you know, expanding your mind and talking like you're a fucking philosopher and shit, you know, even more than I already fucking do when I'm drunk or, you know, going off in my own head. And now I got the, now I got the, the cannabis working for me now. So, so I was thinking about myself like, yeah, now I fucking get it. Now I fully fucking get it before just like, okay, fine. I know in a, you know, basically in a textbook sense, yeah, that's how you act when you're high because of what 
the drug does to you. And okay, yeah, I know that. I've never experienced it, but okay, I get it. And then you're just looking on the outside. Yeah, this person's high and they're saying things like that. And they're talking about this kind of stuff and their personality changes, blah, 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 blah. Munchies and all that stupid shit. All that stereotypical bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now that I'm actually in the fucking mix, I'm in it right now, you know? And I'm experiencing it. I'm like, okay, here we fucking go. It's all clicking now. All all the tiles are lining up right now. You know what I mean? Because uh, I experienced all that shit within fucking... Within an hour. Less than a fucking hour, man. Like, fucking... I say 45 minutes. I was fucking legit textbook, stereotypically fucking high, stoned, impaired, all that fucking shit that goes with fucking marijuana. And it was fun. I fucking liked it. Good. And I was just like, this is... I was like, one of my you know, open-minded, expanded horizons fucking thought process is what I was high. I was like, you know, of course I'm late to the party on this thought process because like I said, I've never done it before until now. So I'm thinking that thinking to myself, like this is such a better high or buzz or intoxication than drinking so much fucking better. And like I said, I, I could understand that before now on the black and white aspect. Yeah. I can understand that how people used to say that. And, and still only up until the last maybe six years, I didn't drink either. And then you drink, you just know, like it fucking sucks to be drunk. It sucks to drink, but you do it for whatever fucking reason, good or bad. There's really no fucking reason to drink in in reality. There's no fucking reason to it. It's fucking basically really stupid thing to do, but you do it. Socially, depression-wise, whatever fucking your reason might be for drinking to the point of getting drunk. All that aside, getting high is so much fucking better. It's so much fucking better. I mean, like I don't, like I said, I don't fucking know weed. Maybe I got some really good weed. Maybe I got some mediocre weed. I don't fucking know at all. All I know about types of weed and types of highs is what people say and have said. Like, oh, this type of weed gets you this type of high. This is me listening to people talk about it but now that i'm actually experiencing i'm like this is so much fucking better it's so much fucking better to be intoxicated on weed than it is to be on alcohol so much fucking better and i was thinking to myself and i was saying this you know i'm rambling on to her when i was smoking i'm like weed came out a long time ago the the world or just well let's just trickle it down even more America knew about weed for a long time for a very long time America was introduced to weed and they criminalized it of course we all know the history about weed and we all pretty much know why they criminalize it basically because it comes down to it is because they wanted to keep you know it's fucking America man shady as fuck you know and America runs on bureaucracy and money we all fucking know that but the reason they criminalized weed is because they couldn't make any fucking money off of it. And it was easy to add that kind of fear, scare tactics to the American people all these years. And it, it kept so many wheels turning in the government in the United States that it's easy to criminalize weed up until now. It's, it's a way to keep a lot of people employed by having weed uh, illegal. Just think, about all the th- just think about all the people who made money and had a job because weed or anything's illegal that is that we look at is dumb you know 
But anyway, I'm going way too far off topic. That's a whole different podcast right there. So I'm thinking like, okay, America knew about weed and people knew for a, a little bit. I mean, the people who made it criminalized, they knew the effects of weed, right? They said, okay, fine, it impairs you in this way. And they knew alcohol impairs you this way. So I was thinking, why the fuck? I mean, at some point before they criminalized weed, because they knew what it did to people, right? And they know what alcohol does to people. So before that turning point to where it says no weed's illegal, why didn't some, why, why didn't they imagine, or I'm not going to say imagine, but just why didn't they look at weed and what it does to you and to say, and, and think, why did they think this is bad? I mean, they very well could have just, before they turned that corner, like, yeah, okay, they, they couldn't make any money off weed or because it was coming from somewhere else. They couldn't tax it, blah, blah, blah. What, what, they could have, if before they turned that corner to say it was bad, let's say at, at some point back in American history, they had, imagine you have a, two pens on a table sitting in front of you and you need to sign something with that pen or with a pen. And you have a red pen and a black pen. What pen are you going to use to write with to sign a document? It could not really matter, but it could be an official document. You're not going to sign something legit or important or an official document with a red pen for many reasons that trickle on down the line. What happened with that document? Who's going to see that document? What's going to happen with that document? You don't want to sign with a red pen. You want to sign with a black pen because it's universal color and it's easy won't it won't mess up anything later because if you have to scan the document or send it to somebody else blah 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 red ink might not hold up you sign it with black black is boom is black and white as its term goes so you choose a black pen let me sign with this it's better overall to sign with a black pen it's a whole lot easier to find a black pen too so why didn't they just when they had beer or alcohol and weed on the table in this you know crazy situation and say like, okay well weed's gonna be illegal like no why let's let's look at weed a little bit differently here let's look at weed be like okay fine um it doesn't fuck you up the same way it fucks you up of course it gets you under the influence duh but the way it happens is no worse than being drunk it actually is fucking better you know you get drunk even if you could be an alcoholic or not, you get fucking drunk. It fucks you up way worse and way differently and way more dramatic than smoking some weed does. So why didn't they just say, look at weed, like, okay, hey, fine. Weed is fun. It makes you feel fun. It doesn't get you fucking all nasty and trash like alcohol does. We can fucking gr- literally, it literally grows on trees. It is a fucking tree. You could grow this shit anywhere just like they were growing tobacco why not just fucking grow weed and think about if they just advertise i mean they were advertising fuck they're way 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 back in the day they were fucking selling cocaine on the fucking street we all know that they're like why the f-? well they didn't really know how bad it could be but shit they had they had three intoxicants or three medicinal things that they want to say. Like they had cocaine, beer, and weed on the table. And they're like, eh, let's get weed out of here. We're gonna keep selling alcohol and cocaine for the time being. 
and then all of a sudden, you know, they had prohibition and then they realized cocaine was fucking wild. So they stopped doing that shit. But why the fuck would weed stay gone? You know, for all the stupid political reasons that they did prohibition and outlaw things, you know, we all just that's that's all that stupid bureaucracy and shady government shit, whatever. But you got weed over here. They, they casted weed out first. They're like, hey, now if weed, you're gone. We're going to keep alcohol and cocaine. Then they're like, okay, cocaine, eh, we, that, that was a mistake. But they kept they kept alcohol. They fucking kept alcohol. As as times were getting smarter and, and all the political and religious fucking aspects that they did prohibition and all that shit, why didn't they say, oh, you know, what about weed? Weed ain't that fucking bad. Weed doesn't fuck you up like in a terrible way like alcohol does. We should bring weed back in the picture. They never did that. I don't understand why. And now I could say, imagine if weed came back in the picture and just stayed normal. Just like alcohol. I mean, you both get fucked up on them. Cool. That's what the American people want. You want to sell addiction to people fine i get it i'm down with it capitalism and keeping people purchasing that's how our country operates i'm not going to try and stop that i'm not going to say that's wrong it is but that's that's how america operates so you got to deal with it but anyway people want to get fucked up in america they give them alcohol alcohol fucks you up in a bad way usually for more more or less than not but you bring imagine if they brought weed back in the old days in the 20s or whatever during the prohibition times bring weed back and say you got weed too you could smoke drink and smoke weed and you're all going to get some kind of impairment from them or intoxication or high from them imagine if they brought weed back and made it just as normal as beer fucking cigarettes Way back when. Just imagine what kind of America we would be fucking living in if if weed was just as commonplace as alcohol was. After after the prohibition dust settled and alcohol was just regular product to buy in America and cigarettes. Imagine if weed was right there with it. You go buy a pack of fucking weed. Buy a pack of cigarettes and a pack of weed if you wanted to. They, they just, just imagine that weed and tobacco products were the same fucking thing way back in the day in the 20s or whatever. Imagine that. Imagine what kind of America we would be living in if people were smoking weed just like they were smoking cigarettes or drinking alcohol, getting drunk. Crazy. Fucking crazy. And me having that thought process thinking about everything i just told you right now about imagine that the that imagine that situation i just told you guys right now that popped in my head within like i said within 35 40 minutes of smoking weed for the first time legit smoking weed for the first time and th- what i just told you right now happened to me after smoking weed for less than an hour that's where my mind went And me having that thought, me having that, you know, what if scenario in my head after 30 minutes of smoking weed legitimately for the first time in my life, that also got me thinking like it just, it just compounded the, uh, 
the benefits of weed because look, look, look how much I started to love weed so much that I went back in time to think why the fuck didn't we always have weed available to us? That's the power of weed. Now I get all this fucking stupid shit people were fucking saying all these years forever about weed. Because I never un- really fully understood it because I never really experienced it. But now that I did, within within an hour, less than an hour, I was an advocate for weed. Even more than I already was. I never gave a fuck about weed. I never I never thought, you know, even even when I was really straight edge, it was a personal thing for me to be straight edge. I didn't really, I didn't go around preaching like other straight edge people did. Like, oh, no one should do this. I was like, it's for me. I think I don't want to do that. I don't want to be impaired. I want to blah, 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 blah. Straight edge, straight edge, straight edge, yada, yada, yada. But I was never like against weed. Never, ever, 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 ever. And so I was just thinking to myself, like, now I'm just like, I fucking, I finally understand like, a, like, you know, total clarity about why people, because I never, like I said, I never really understood why people gave so much of a shit about weed being legalized or, um, being part of America, how it should be legal and all that stuff. I never really understood because I never experienced it. But now just within 45 minutes of experiencing weed legitimately as an adult, I was just like, I fucking get it now. I get why all these people were clamoring and yammering on for so many fucking decades about how weed is not that big of a deal. I understood it at face value. Like, okay, it's even when I didn't smoke and never had at that time. And people were always shouting about weed all this for all this time I'm thinking like I just never really had an opinion on it I guess because it's like I never experienced it and at the same time I didn't care that because I knew what we did but I didn't really care that um I don't know I didn't really have an opinion on it I was just I just I was basically just standing there and watching because I never ha- really had a, a dog in the fight I guess you could say um but now, shit, 45 minutes later, I, I totally get everything that weed, weed advocates were uh, fighting for and clamoring about all these for all these fucking decades in American history. Now I fucking get it. It took me fucking 45 minutes of I'm assuming good weed to completely realize the truth of a situation. Other than just me saying to myself, yeah. Why can't people have weed? I don't get it. But what I really didn't get was why people who did smoke weed cared so much about it. Now I get that part of it is what I'm trying to say. Um, but anyway, that was Thursday. Uh, so we go to the Pismo Beach uh, party on Friday morning-ish. We get there and... Um, Actually, you know what? I give you guys a lot of rambling right there, so I'm gonna give you guys a break. Give you guys some music real quick, and I'll come back and start the uh, start the story about the party here. I guess get some music here. Try, let's see if we stumble up stumble upon something, uh, some, some some chill shit. Actually, you know what? This is kind of a, it's a it's not really a chill song, but it's a really good remix song um, of their own song, actually. Um, really good song. Okay. This song is called East 1999 Remix by Bone Thugs and Harmony. 
and it's off the album 13 Years and Still Talking. All right, BRB. It's Streets 
Yeah, there we go. I really like that song. More so the beat, because it reminds me, uh, the piano in the background reminds me of the, the Goosebumps. Goosebumps show theme song. I like both of the songs, that one, the remix. Um, they're basically the same. I think the only difference on this one is it has the easy E in there. Um, but anyway, back to the story. Um, so yeah, we get to the, we get to Pismo beach, uh, get to the hotel, very nice hotel, you know, typical, uh, slightly upper middle class, uh, aesthetic and, uh, atmosphere you got going on there right by the beach, beach front room. But it was, it was, we walked in the hotel room, um, typical fucking like, well, not typical, but stereotypical, like eighties movie fucking situation happened. We get to the room. We're on the second floor, perfectly like slightly above eye level with the ocean. We're like, I'd say if I really tried, if I really tried to give it one good throw, I could probably throw a rock in the ocean. It was, I'd say probably, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't too far away. A couple hundred feet, maybe 500 feet, maybe to the actual water and to the, to the beach, the sand, less than that. It was really easy. It, it's really close, really fucking close. Um, uh, so yeah, just slightly above eye level with the water. Beautiful. Had a dock right in front of us. We had the, we had the pier right in front of us. Beautiful. Right. But go upstairs, open the sliding glass door and like a fucking eighties movie when people come to a nice place to get a romantic getaway or the family vacation or whatever, the things that happen in old movies, they got construction going on. <coughs> Just you open the, you open the door and you hear jackhammers and machinery and bulldozers and shit. I was like, okay, great. This what the fuck? This only happens in movies. Like stereotypical fucking stupid shit, right? Like, you know, all this fucking noise, this destroying this would be beautiful atmosphere, right? It was, it was, you know, it was comedic, ironic and shit like that. But cause they're, they're building some kind of like, um, I didn't, I mean, my, my first guess was considering where it was and what it, the layout, what it looked like they were doing, it was all dirt and shit, but I could tell what they were doing cause they had tall light poles there. So what they're doing is they're building some kind of fucking like basically sit down area plaza ish situation just basically to create some kind of more ambiance for people who aren't staying in those hotel those three hotels those three big hotels that are right there so basically if you're walking around you have a place to sit and relax and look at the water and shit like that um but anyway yeah that that funny thing happened so get to the hotel room, you know, uh, download bags and shit like that. Uh, then what? We fucking had sex, uh, within the next fucking 10 minutes. Um, you know, knock it out. Fuck it. Whatever. Get it done. And then, um, go meet up with some of her coworkers that are already there. And then, uh, they're, uh, we go down to a different hotel, one that was right next to us, a little bit nicer, um, because they didn't have construction going on right in front of them. Um, and they actually already had that type of, uh, grass 
you know, lounge area, really big and nice, you know, bar there and a pool and artificial grass and tables set up and umbrellas and big fire pits to sit around and you got the ocean right fucking behind you. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit nicer, uh, a little bit nicer ambiance, uh, that they had in house at that hotel. Most of us were staying in the, in the hotel we were in, but a couple of them chose that hotel cause actually it was a little bit cheaper actually. But anyway, we go down, I meet four of her, I, I don't know if they're all her coworkers, but a few of them and their wives or yeah, older people like straight baby boomers, man. Like they're in their mid fifties and up, you know, but they, they were those, those really, uh, relaxed, chill type of old people, older people. Um, they like to fucking drink, have a good time, hoot and holler. Um, so yeah, I started, we started hanging out with them. You know, they're, they're all, they're a bunch of fucking hornballs, man. We started talking about sex shit and all this, this, that, and the other. It, it was fun. Just relaxing, just carrying on. Like I was talking to them, like I've known them for years, you know, it was, it was really good, really comfortable, really fun. So we were there for, um, you know, a good couple hours, maybe two hours, maybe. Yeah, I was smoking and joking with a couple of those guys. You know, these these fucking old men. They were we went to the bar. We went to the bar to get some drinks, and these guys are they were already hanging out with me. Fucking buddy, buddy, bro. They had their fucking armor to my shoulder. Hey, man, he's fucking look over that. Started talking about some older woman at the bar with her husband, and they were saying some really nasty man shit. You know, it was fucking hilarious. Like, hey, man, could you fucking? When was the last time you think she got her fucking pussy ate, man? She's hella old. She's probably in her fucking close to 70s. When the last time she thinks she got her fucking pussy eaten out? Like, shit like that. We were just fucking just being obnoxious, you know? You know, not not belligerent or anything like that. We weren't openly. We were just, you know, saying stupid shit to each other. No one could hear us or anything. But it was funny. Funny shit like that. And the bartender uh, made some white Russian with his own uh, personal salted caramel sauce or something like that. And yeah, you heard me say that his own personal salted caramel sauce on a white Russian. So you can imagine the, how long we were joking about that string of words, you know, you know, that went on for a good hot minute making a joke out of that. No, yeah, yeah, I wonder how he makes that salted caramel, huh? You know, yeah, you know, shit like that. Stupid fucking derogatory, inappropriate sexual shit, you know, so it's fun. You know, we're just hanging out. Um... After that, oh shit, we went somewhere. I don't even remember now. Fuck, it's it's like it was all like one long night. It felt like um, we went out to this place called Harry's. You know, it's it's just Pismo Beach area, so it's really small. It's basically like like a little bit smaller version of Santa Cruz. So you have all this, you know, these gift shops and surf shops and blah blah. It's basically a, it's a tourist town, obviously, but. So we went to this basically one main watering hole uh, called Harry's, you know, um, went to some other fucking place, got food, drunk food, and I was kind of high and got like fucking we got clam chowder fries, basically unseasoned curly fries, clam chowder, cheddar cheese, bacon, and I think chives are in there all mixed together. Really fucking good really fucking good just obnoxious bar food um really it was it was, it was really good because if like you can imagine like you find this stupid fucking concoction of fucking food right and but it, you know it was a fucking drunk bar food and 
it looked good and it tasted good. The fries, surprisingly, for some reason, I don't know what the fuck they did, what science it was, or maybe I was just too drunk to notice, but the fries weren't all crazy soggy and shit, as you can imagine them being like encased in clam chowder. And it wasn't like normal clam chowder. It was a little bit thicker. So it wasn't like legit soup. Um, but it, it worked. It fucking worked. It was awesome. And I was double fisting that and a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. So I just fucking mixed the two of them together. At one point, I put the fucking clam chowder fries. I scooped up a big fucking shovel of those fucking chowder fries. And I put it in between the Philly cheesesteak sandwich and ate that shit together. And I was still double fisting that concoction sandwich and eating the fucking chowder fries with a fork. You know, fucking drunk and high. So I'm just eating like a fucking legit pig and shit. So... Went to some bar, you know, drinking, dancing, carrying on. Good fucking time. Good fucking time. And, and the whole time leading up to this fucking event, she was saying like, yeah, just get ready for a shit show. These guys are crazy. I'm like, oh, I mean, I, I doubt any whatever these people are going to do or say is going to fucking, it, it, it's impossible to shock me. It's impossible for me to be like, you know what? Oh, that's too much. That's too much. I might get annoyed at people being too stupid for too long or something like that, that might happen. But I don't, there's very few things in this world, very fucking few situations in this world that I can think of where I would say, you know what? Oh, that's too far. I mean, I, I, it's never happened to me. I've never been in a situation where people acting out or stupid or whatever, saying things or whatever that I've been like, Oh, you know what? That's, that's too much. I can't, I can't be around this. I might, people might be annoying when they're drunk or acting stupid. Sure. Of course I get like, okay, shut the fuck up. But, (laughs) but you know, up until now, we're at this bar hooting and hollering with all these fucking people I just met within a couple hours. Fucking fine. These people were older, at least at the very, at the very least, these people were like four years older than me, you know, in their late thirties. Um, but yeah, it was fucking good to fucking time. No one, no, the word shit show did not match up to the events that we were actively participating in. It was just very fun, joy, joyous and merriment going on. Eat, drink and be merry. That's what was going on. That was the definition of what was going on. No conflict, no raised voices, none of that shit. Because I got these people are fucking old office people, man. They don't fucking. They're not gonna. It's not like you're dealing with a bunch of fucking twenty somethings, you know, or, or a situation might get violent or awkward or whatever. That shit did not fucking happen. So that night happened. Uh, uh, yeah, just the night carried on like that. Very good, very fun, laughing, drinking, being merry. Very good. Get back to the hotel room, have some more sex, blah, blah, blah. Next day, um, we went back to the rooftop of, oh yeah, that the night before, that was what we were doing. We went to the rooftop for a little bit, met some more of our coworkers there. Um, next morning, went back up there for um Something. Yeah, we're meeting up there before we went to go eat or something like that. Went down to some, you know, coffee shop bagel place and got what did I get? A fucking breakfast burrito, something like that. You know, some fucking just slightly hungover food. Went back to the rooftop, ate that, and you know, waited for the night to go down. And then 
went to the actual party, got dressed up, yada, 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 went to the party, um, beautiful venue at the party, uh, on a cliff, an oceanside cliff, legitimately, like, if you hopped over some fences in certain areas, right by the entrance that you walk into, you're going to walk from the street and walk down into, uh, you go walk down a little bit onto the actual cliff into the venue. Um, if you hop over the fence, that was literally like, you could fall down the cliff. That's how close it was. It was right there. You were on the fucking cliff. Um, like you didn't see the ground in some parts of you're basically on the fucking cliff. That's what I'm going to say. Um, like if you were to, um, fucking stand up to a railing and start pissing off of it, it'd be going down the cliff. That's very nice atmosphere. Sunset, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And a nice little cove right there almost. So the water was crashing into the little cove right there. Very tall. It was like, I think about maybe man, it might have been a hundred feet cliff. It was, it was real nice. Um, uh, let me see if I could find out what it was called for you guys. You guys can look it up for yourselves and look at the hashtags or the locations in, on Instagram. Uh, da, 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 da. We were at the Ventana Grill. Ventana Grill. It's directly on the water. So you look up Ventana Grill on Instagram and you'll see what I mean. Um, it's in between. It's directly in between basically Pismo Beach and Shell Beach. But yeah, you, you see some of the pictures. You'll know what I'm talking about with how close you are to the edge of a cliff. Um, very beautiful. Yeah, a lot of the pictures that you're going to see are right there on the edge of the cliff for the for the view and shit like that but anyway party starts uh get some drinks blah 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 see some more of our fucking people co-workers husbands wives shit like that very good atmosphere man because these all these people that she works for a financial advisory group so a lot of uh a lot of people uh whatchamacallit these people ain't fucking ratchet. I'm going to say that. So very good, very good people. Um, I don't know them that well. Um, they could be fucking all fake pieces of shit. And I very much would not be surprised if a lot of them were just by looking at them. Um, but that's stupid to judge people like that, even though most of the time it is true. Um, but anyway, the vibe and the direct interactions that I got from these people. I mean, I could probably tell, like, yeah, you, you're probably a shady piece of shit you're probably fake as fuck but i don't care that's fine good good for you whatever helps helps your life out but what was important to me personally was how they acted towards me directly and they were extremely nice people i never even saw them even act fucking shady or two-faced or anything like that who knows what the fuck they got going on in their own personal cliques and how their atmosphere is at work or i don't fucking know i've heard stories about these fucking people from her so i know what these people fucking do they do some shady shit there's a lot of fucking weird shit going on with these fucking people but in public in this atmosphere and directly to me my interactions they were extremely nice people and i would not have a problem meeting these people again 
many times. I would not have a problem. As of right now, I would not hesitate to go hang out with these fucking people again. Um, very nice. Very fucking nice. They, they weren't like hella rude to me. I was, I was, I'm 99.9999 and a hundred more nines after that positive. Cause I didn't see one. I was the only per- black person there for this event in this situation. I was the only black person. And now that I, now that I'm thinking about it, I only saw for sure while I was in Pismo beach, <laughs> I only saw one other black person. And that was a, a guy and his wife when we, the first night we were there at that, uh, near that fire pit where we were at when I was talking to those old people about the salsa caramel shit that night. That was the only time I saw another black person. And for this event, I was the only black person in the fucking room, but I'm not saying that's a thing that should matter or I would have thought that mattered. I didn't, I wasn't thinking my head was not there. I wasn't thinking like, okay, fine. I'm the only black guy here. So what does that mean? No, I I wasn't fucking thinking that. I'm just telling you something that I noticed. And these people weren't like hella like hounding me for information or shit like that. They they were they fucking acted like they fucking knew I was coming. They acted like I was I've been there before. They were just talking to me like a normal person, just like hey what's up man blah blah blah. I was having conversations like adults do with a bunch of different people throughout the night. It was a, a very good time, a very good adult time. Nothing awkward happened. Nothing stupid happened. You know. No shit show conspired like she said something that might happen. None of that. No one got fell down drunk. No one, no voices were raised. None of that. Because like I said, these people are fucking older and they're fucking office people and they got some money. So they're not going to be doing that stupid shit. They do other secretive crazy shit amongst themselves, which is I'm not going to get into because it's too much. But it's too much of a tangent. But these people do like... I'll just say this. These motherfuckers be cheating on, 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 on each other and spouses and inter inter office politics is not, is a different phrase for them. You know, they, they, these people do some weird shit with each other. Um, a lot of infidelity and adultery going on here. I'll say that, but that did not affect how they conducted themselves out in public right now. No jealousy came down. Like you would think in a situation like that, like there's like eight people here that are fucking each other in the office, cheating on their wives with other coworkers. And there's like, I'm going to say there's like eight people that are fucking each other in some kind of web at this company. And they're all there at this fucking party. So you would think something's going to happen. Someone's going to get drunk and say something, blah, blah, fucking blah. Wives know about shit. Some, some wives don't know. Some people cheated on their wife with this girl and they work with that fucking wife and the wife knows and this person does it, but the other person's wives who's getting cheated on doesn't know. And it's, it's insane. You could just imagine like a typical fucking situation. Like someone's going to say something, something's going to happen. Like it's something's going to bubble up to the surface. None of that happened. Not that I saw. I didn't see no fucking tension building because, you know, I, I'm a person who observes. So I didn't and I knew about all this stuff beforehand. I had the inside track. I had the cheat sheet about what all these people fucking do. So I'm, you know, looking around, looking for, you know, nonverbal cues. Like, OK, fine. So because before all I had was names and who did what and who cheated on who and who fucked who over and who knows what what cat got out of what bag. But all I had was names. I never had faces to the names. So now I'm starting to meet all these people that I got all this inside information on. 
So now I could look and see, okay, fine. I know what that guy looks like. It's that guy. Fuck this girl. And, and uh, that girl cheated on her husband with this fucking dude. I'm seeing all this shit now in, in, in real life. So I'm looking around, you know, doing my thing, having a good old fucking time at a party. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, okay, let me look at this fucking guy. Let's see. Okay, he cheated on his wife with that girl. And they're right next to each other. Let me, let me, let me check this out real quick. Let's see what happens. Nothing. None of that. None of that happened. I was like... I wasn't surprised, but I was kind of like, this is, this is awesome. This is good. Cause she was thinking like, okay, so I'm, we've got a few wild cards coming here and something, if something does happen, it won't be a surprise, but none of that fucking happened. No weird tension, no staring, no, uh, uh, tension building up. None of that shit happened that you would expect to happen in a situation like that. None of that fucking happened. I didn't fucking see it. That's for damn sure. I didn't fucking feel it. None of that. It was a good fucking time. Straight up and down, down the middle. Good fucking time. With a bunch of adults. It was excellent. It was a perfect fucking weekend. <sighs> so after that, we went to that bar Harry's again. Uh, same same live band was playing there. The band's called uh, Aaron and the Earthquakes. Uh, woman, woman front front person, woman front man pretty good they you know like typical live live bar bands or house bands they played you know rock and roll uh fucking pop versions of pop songs good you know whatever i'm not gonna critique that band they're doing their fucking thing they're a little bit older fucking people they're having a good time these are are like fucking parents doing some doing a band or some shit they they were good solid band it was fun perfect atmosphere for a live live house band um, people were dancing, having a good old time, hooting and hollering. Excellent time at the after party or at the bar. Um, I saw something interesting at that bar though. They had a vending machine there, snacks, candy, gum, and they also had cigarettes in there. Never saw that in California. Never thought I'd see that in California. Pretty cool. They had like, uh, just really basic. They didn't have any menthols in there. So I was kind of mad, but not like I need them anyway, but they had, American Spirit. They were expensive as fuck, though. You could believe that. They were twelve fifty for a fucking pack of cigarettes in a vending machine. But I, yeah, I bought some. I did. I bought a pack of American Spirits, yellow pack. I smoked one of them, and it was stale as fuck. And I gave the rest of the pack to some fucking dude who was drunk outside the bar. And yeah, that was the that was probably one of the most wasteful things I've ever done in a long time. That was the biggest waste of money I've ever done in, in, in probably a long time. Completely unjustified waste of money right there. I bought a pack of $12 cigarettes and I smoked one of them and gave them away all within 35 minutes. So that was fucking whatever. Whatever. Um, I just basically bought them because I could from a vending machine. So why not? Uh, that's the only reason why I bought them. <laughs> Out of, I don't know the word. Um, but yeah, uh, good fucking times, man. Uh, I think we got back. We were out there for a hot minute, man. I don't think we got back to the room until round two. First night we ended early. I think the first night we we went home, went back to the hotel around ten thirty. But. Yeah, the night of the party, we went home. I, yeah, I think we closed it down. I think we went home around 2.30-ish. And so we had to go back and 
we had our sex of course we're drunk it's 2 a.m so we're having some sex and her other fucking friend who's uh fucking wild and up there you know in his office fucking floozy i guess you could say um she was fucking calling us to tell us to come up to the fucking roof she fucking met some fucking dude at the bar like random fucking dude like when she took him back to her hotel room and they were on the roof doing whatever and they want us to come fucking hang out with them i'm like what the fuck it's like 3 a.m like get the fuck out of here she's she's calling her and she calls our hotel room i'm like what the fuck is that shut up no it's fucking over we're here we're fucking on our, on our own doing our fucking thing we just no you you're gonna see her you know, tomorrow, this, this, this stop. All right. You go fuck your dude. All right. Just leave us alone. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that was good. It was, it was a, it was a perfect fucking adult weekend that I had excellent fucking time. Do not complain about one thing about that weekend weekend. Um, not that I could think of any way off the top of my head. Um, I left Sunday, early afternoon, late morning to go back to work. So I went, I left Pismo around, I think 12 noon, drove all the way up to fucking, uh, Concord and went to work. Um, yeah, that was a rough one. Um, she stayed until Monday. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, that happened. Then, all right, so what else happened during the week up until now? Let's see here. Um, okay, yeah, I'll give you guys another music break. That was a, that was a lot of uh, a lot of information I just gave you, so I'll give you guys some more music now in a minute. Here, let's see what we got. I'll continue on with the week after that. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, I'll give you guys a short break. There's some Suicide Boys. Um, actually, no, I'll give you guys enough Suicide Boys the past couple episodes. You guys have been hearing that a lot. Let's try something else. Mm, come on. Give me, give me something different here. Okay, here's some Bird Cloud. Bird Cloud's fun. These ladies... I gave you guys some Bird Cloud a long time ago, way back in the early days of this podcast. Um... But yeah, Bird Cloud's fun. They're a really unique band. And I actually think Bird Cloud might be coming back because, you know, a long time ago, they were fucking, they disappeared off social media. They just gone, right? Their social media, their IG was cold as fuck. And then all of a sudden, the past couple of days, they've been posting shit. So I'm kind of curious to see if Bird Cloud is coming back. Um, a lot of people, it's hard for them to be down with Bird Cloud because they, they are unique. You'll hear the song. Um, I, I don't, I don't rem- readily remember what this song sounds like, but I'm going to tell you right now, and it's Bird Cloud, I know it's going to be something a little bit unique, something that you probably haven't heard before. Uh, but anyway, a lot of people can't get down with them because they are just so just fucking out there, you know, they just don't give a fuck about what they talk about, and it's really cool, it's really fun to listen to. The music is really, oh shit, the music is really simple and just... I'm not going to say bad quality, but it's low quality sounding. That's the kind of the aesthetic that they put out. Just really simple. Ukulele, uh, fucking small guitar type shit. It's just really just bare bones fucking 
music that just doesn't give a fuck about what they talk about. These are some fucking wild fucking women's two girls. And they just, you know, they, they are, they are some fucking free spirited women and they like to talk about shit and I'm fucking down with bird cloud. But anyway, here's a break, uh, some bird cloud. Uh, the song is called do what I want. And it's off the album singles only. All right. Be right back in a minute. And like two minutes, I'll be back in two minutes starting now. fucking cloud having fun that was one of their actually more mild songs actually one of their, one of their uh, le- less dirty songs um but anyway uh, okay what else happened during the week what else happened uh i had i had an interview at uh san francisco va um and yeah that was pretty fucking simple man I got off work on Wednesday morning. Interview was at 11 o'clock, so I get off work. I bring all my shit. I got, like, actually compiled a new suit, basically. Um, I had some old Perry Ellis uh, slim fit uh, slacks, suit pants. Um, First generation slim. They're not really slim by today's standards. They're pretty much straight leg now. But anyway, gray, and I bought, um, you know, a slim fit, you know, modern uh, jacket off of Amazon. Really cheap shit. And I was like fucking 20 bucks. Bought a skinny tie, a uh, really dark blue tie. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I fitted it up pretty nicely. Looking pretty good and simple and, and chill. Uh, gray shirt, so it was di- different shades of gray, basically. And 
a really deep blue tie. Um, look pretty good, nice and nice and straight, simple. Um, so I get off work, go to the gym on base and change. Drive down in the massive amount of traffic to San Francisco. So I try to fucking try to be slick, and I get in the fucking carpool lane, so I don't have to pay for the fucking Bay Bridge toll. So I'm on the very, very, very far left lane, the extreme all the way at the end, far left lane. Um, so I'm just thinking I'm gonna blow by with my fast track on three people and cheat the system, right? Um, <laughs> just so happens there's a fucking cop sitting right there watching motherfuckers of all fucking days. And I fucking thought to myself, you know what? Just fucking do the right thing and go through the normal fucking fast track lane and pay the fucking $6 for fucking toll. And cause I'm not in a time crunch. I, I don't, I have until 11 AM to get there. So it doesn't matter how slow I get across the fucking bridge. I was just thinking, so just fucking do it. Doesn't matter how fucking slow. It doesn't matter how long it takes you because you have more than enough time to get there. But I'm just thinking, like, you know what? Fuck it. And of course, there's a cop sitting right fucking there. He fucking looked me dead in the fucking eye as I went through. He fucking he was looking for motherfuckers doing exactly what I fucking did. And so I drive by him, and two seconds later, he pulls out in the motorcycle, pulls my ass over like a couple hundred feet. (laughs) Ah, like fuck. And then it's like, okay, so, well, you got window tent, uh, you don't have carpool, and your tags are expired. I'm like, well, I don't have the new tags. They're not expired. My registration is current, but since I changed my address, they sent my fucking, like I, I told you guys this in a previous episode, but they sent my registration to my old address, even though I changed my address, and I called them actually yesterday and I confirmed with them like yes my registration is current police can see that it is current I just don't have the new fucking sticker on there and they are I completely cleared everything up and they're gonna send me the new registration and sticker and a temporary ID to my new address so that is happening that is in the process and he said okay um so he basically, he, he didn't give a shit. He just fucking basically just gave me a ticket for the toll violation. He didn't give a fuck about, you know, the window tent or the registration. I was like, well, okay. It's like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Whatever. Um, I was like, so did you, then you, when you contacted dispatch, did they tell you that my registration is current? Can you legit see that it's current? Because I want to make sure so I don't get pulled over again. Because DMV says you guys should be able to. And I know with my knowledge that you should be able to, if it's current in the system, you could run my fucking plate and tell me that it's current. I just don't have the sticker on there. He's like, Oh, I didn't even check. I trust you. I didn't even fucking check. I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever. Thank you. Gave me a toll violation ticket. So who knows how much that's going to cost? Probably cost me fucking 300 bucks or some stupid shit, but whatever. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, get to the fucking interview, sit down. Um, um, I was early. Um, yeah, someone came out, some lieutenant came out and told me to wait for a little bit. They were getting ready, so I had to wait. They were late, basically. So I get in there, get in this office, three people in there, two cops and one other HR person. And, you know, 
like before, like with Sacramento, I overprepared for this interview because I'm thinking with my knowledge in this fucking cop world, I know about police interviews and how in depth they can be. And I know how in depth, um, um, some people might like to be with questioning someone to be a police officer. So I'm wait as I'm waiting to get called in. I'm looking at, you know, VA mission statements. I'm looking at policies. I'm looking at what, uh, you know, everything, all the information about this VA facility in San Francisco, preparing myself for them to ask me tricky questions because that happens in the police interview world. They might, because like if you go for a city cop job and they ask you an interview, you have a chief's interview or whatever, they could ask you some weird ass shit to make sure that you fucking know that city that you're about to be working in. They ask you off the wall shit sometimes they can so that's the mindset I'm in. So that's what I prepare for. Because you go to for a city cop interview and they could be asking you like, okay, fine. Who's the mayor of San, pa- San fucking San Mateo? Who's, who's the city council? Who's this city council member? Who, what, what business, what, what, what is the, the biggest business in the area? Shit like that. Off the wall shit, you know? Um, what, what, who, who's the chief of the police department? You know, all that kind of shit. But here, these questions, they, they asked me nine performance-based questions. That was it. And performance-based question basically is a scenario-based question. Basically, what would you do in this situation? Or they'll give you, ask you, have you been in this, when was the situation when you dot, 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 and how did you handle it? When was it? That kind of shit. Basically, how did you handle yourself in a police officer setting or was there a situation that you might encounter in your personal life that is similar to what you might experience as a police officer? Shit like that. Like when has there been an, when, when have you been involved in an altercation or when have you seen an altercation? How did you handle it? When has there been a situation where you had to make a quick decision? Stupid fucking questions, very fluffy questions that it's just basically asking you like, has this ever happened to you? And if so, what did you do? Nine questions like that. Simple nine, just nine performance based questions. So I fucking told them the answers to those questions. And I'm like, this is, they didn't ask me a fucking thing about fucking, you know, fucking police work or about the VA. They didn't ask me any questions about their organization to see if I knew what they were about. They didn't ask me anything that was involved in their mission statement of the VA or the VA police department. They didn't ask me who the fucking chief of VA police was or who, who the highest ranking person of that VA uh, facility was. They didn't ask me any of that shit. Not one thing about like, okay, fine. Uh, so do you know anything about our, our values and the approach we like to take as being a VA police officer? They didn't ask me none of that kind of shit. Nothing like the only time they, they the only time they even mentioned the word VA police was at the very last question when they asked me why do you want to be a VA police officer. That was the only time they mentioned the the, the fucking organization. Everything else was scenario based questions from personal experience. They didn't even give me scenarios to be like, what would you do in this situation? They were just basically asking basically personal history. Have you been in this situation? Have you ever had this happen to you? What did you do? They didn't ask me, they didn't make up any situations. It was all me. They didn't say like, Hey, fine. If you come across a, um, a person who's, 
being defiant or a person who's on the VA property with their hands in their pockets and they refuse to take their hands out of their pockets. What do you do? They even asked me questions like that. I was like, what the fuck is this? So let's just say, I think I got in, I got into that interview room. I'd say about 11.05, maybe, right? And me telling stories about situations that I've been in that they asked. So from the time I got in there and to the time I got back to my car, not the time I left the interview room, the time it took me to leave the interview room and walk back to my car in the parking garage was less than an hour. It was 38 minutes. I looked at my fucking watch. I got to my car from the time I sat down to my car, 38 minutes. That's how long the interview process was. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? It took me two hours to get there for 38 minutes of work. <laughs> Jesus. But I, I think I, it went okay. It's, it's really hard to understand what they really are looking for. Cause it, it, I mean, the, the dynamics of policing, uh, change, very, uh, change, change, uh, between departments city cop wise, or even in the federal system, they are all looking for different types of police officers, depending on what city you're in and what region you're in, especially in California, because diversities and, uh, demographics change rapidly. You could drive 10 miles in any direction in California or the Bay area. And you're dealing and you're dealing with a majority of majority and a different type of people, different class of people, different, demographics, all that shit can change within 10 miles in any direction in California. So coming back down to this in the VA police world, Sacramento VA might want one kind of cop. San Francisco might want a different kind of cop. Palo Alto might want a different cop. That's different between those two. They might, cause it, it all depends on what the, the, the majority of the people you're going to deal with day to day the type of people and the demographics of people that might stumble in or go to the VA in Palo Alto will be different than the type of people who utilize the VA hospital in Sacramento. There's going to be different types of people, good and bad. So they want different types of cops to handle those types of people. And I understand that I'm not saying it's wrong or anything, but I'm just saying it's hard to judge. You don't really know what kind of cop that they're looking for at each VA facility. Unless you know someone who works for one of them, they can tell you like, yeah, they're looking for this kind of guy or they want the people to act like this because most of the people that you're going to encounter are like this. They might want a hard charger. They might want someone who's fucking chill. You never fucking know. So it's hard to, hard to judge and give answers or, uh, you know, sell yourself as whoever you are. I don't care if I could, I could fucking, I could work in any dynamic. You want me to be a hard charger? I could fucking do it. Want me to be a hard ass? I could fucking do it. But you want to be fucking chill and cordial and more customer service based? I could do that too. It's too easy. I could do either one. But the hard part is figure out which one that fucking department wants. Do you want the chill guy who's just going to be like, hey, you know what? You know, you need to, uh, I have to adjust my, my temperament to these types of people. That's fine. In Sacramento, they might want a hard charger. Cool. I could do that. But you got to know. So that way you could, I could present me. I mean, 
it's not really it's not me lying about who I am. Or it's not me about me changing my personality because I can do both. I genuinely could do both. I could be both those types of motherfuckers if I wanted to. So it's not me, you know, you know, lying or being fake because I can do both. I just want to know which one you want. <laughs> that's 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 the fucking thing. Just let me know which one you want and I could give you I could give you answers about what I would do based on knowing what kind of cop you want. Cuz I could give I could genuinely and truthfully act two different ways for the same scenario depending on what cop you want. So let's say Sacramento wants someone who's a little bit more authoritative. Let's say you have let's just let's just use that example of there's someone who's walking around being suspicious with their hands in their pockets and you ask them to take them out and they won't do it. Okay, that's the situation that we're doing with here, okay? Now let's say that situation happens in Sacramento. They might want some more authoritative approach to that. I can do that. I could be within the rules and still be authoritative and a little bit a little bit more strict. And let's say that same situation happens in Palo Alto, but they don't want more authoritative people working there. They want more customer service based people working there, let's say. I don't know. I could do that too. I could handle that in a more polite way. I could handle that hands in the pocket situation in a non authoritative way, in a non uh, aggressive way. Just let me know which one you want. Let me know what kind of fucking people that you're uh, that you want on the team. I can do both. I'm not fake. But I could legit do both because that's the type of person I am. I don't, I, I just, it comes down to me not really giving a shit. I care about the job and getting things done, but I'm not going to lean towards, oh, I'm always authoritative. Oh, I'm always laid back. No, I could do fucking both. It all depends on the situation. I could do both. So the, the hard part is finding out, all right, what, which, which, okay, what the fuck? What, what motherfucker do you want? Just let me know. Because I could give you answers to that scenario for both, for both, uh, uh, situations or, um, what, um, I could give you two different, uh, ways to handle that situation. I'll give you two different ways to handle that same situation and be completely honest with myself about it. So yeah, that short ass interview, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. I, I, um, it just seems so just like that was it. I'm just like, that's it. You got nine performance based questions. Nothing else. That's it. Basically just asking me, have you done this? Has this ever happened to you? Okay. We'll explain what happened and how you handled it. That's it. Nine questions like that. And they're all, and they were all pretty much the fucking same question. Cause like they could ask a question has as XYZ ever happened to you and how, how have you handled it? And I give him a, and I give him a story about what happened and how I handled it. Then they'll ask me another question. I was like, uh, well, the last story I just told you could, I could use that same story for this question too. It's pretty much the same situation that you're asking me. I mean, it was like that, like legit, like I think like two or three of the questions they asked me, I could have used the same story for. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck do you guys people want from me? All right. But anyway, yeah, so that happened. Um, 
And so after that, um, I didn't even go home. So I went right back to fucking Concord to go to work. Uh, I get back to Concord around 12.45, 1 p.m. So I had to kill some time. So I went to... Um, uh, I went to this food place that's near work. It's a couple miles away from the exit. Uh, it's called Diggers in Concord. And a co-worker of mine... Um, brought me a sandwich from there a couple, like, I think two months ago. It was a chicken sandwich, you know, a regular bun, grilled chicken, lettuce, and mayo, right? Really simple, just, just looking at you, like, what the, this is the, like, it looks like you could have made it from home. Um, but it was simple, but extremely delicious. It, it worked. It, it was exceptional in its simplicity. I'll say that. So, you know, it popped in my head. So I went down there, went in there myself this time. And, uh, it's a good, it's a good little fucking place. Diggers and Concord, man. It was, it's a nice chill spot. It's cozy. It's kind of, it's kind of, kind of big. Actually, it's not, it's kind of, it's a normal size. Um, I hate to use a term, but it's like a hole in the wall. Uh, it's in a, it's in a really small strip mall. Um, and it's got the whole roadside biker, low rider, uh, atmosphere to it. Um, the employees are fucking excellent. Cause I was sitting there, I ordered my fucking food and I, I sat at in the back or basically the front by the front door. And I was just, you know, observing this little operation that I got going here. Cause right off the bat, I noticed people talking how the employees were, talking to customers. So I sat down, I was like, hey, let me check these motherfuckers out. Cause they, the employees are extremely enthusiastic and cordial and polite. And, um, motherfuckers were walking in there and you could tell they were regulars. The employees knew them by name, like five motherfuckers walk in. Oh, Hey Bob. Hey, Hey Julie. Hey, Hey, Hey Chester, all that shit. And they fucking knew when they, the customers were coming in later than they normally do. Like, oh yeah, you're coming a little bit late today. You, you know, blah 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 blah. Like, hey, I mean, shit, that's good. That's good customer service right there. It was, it was good. They were all even even the motherfuckers behind the counter working the grill, or saying shouting, "Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I haven't seen you in a couple of days." Well, I'm like, this is awesome. You know, it's a nice little independent, you know, privately owned. uh, little, little eatery here. It's nice. That was, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, really polite and enthusiastic and every staff member, every staff member acted and treated every customer, whether they were or not, like they knew them forever. Like they knew them for years. They probably did know a lot of those motherfuckers, uh, for a long time. Cause it, you, know, you can kind of tell that the people in there go there a lot, but it was good. It was a good experience for, uh, and I got the uh, chicken chicken cheesesteak sandwich. So basically, kind of uh, diced diced chopped chicken, and then you know basically a, a chicken cheesesteak. Simple. Um, the it didn't they didn't give me a whole you know some some sandwich places are fucking ridiculous. You whole basically a loaf of bread, and then the sandwich. Like okay, can I get some sandwich with all this fucking bread? You know, but. 
the bread was fucking perfect. It was um, in between, you know, thick and thin. Um, it was toasted, crunchy toasted on the inside. Uh, the onions and peppers and chicken on the inside and the cheese all had a little bit of crispiness to it. It was really good. Like all the edges to everything was a little crispy. It had some good texture to it. Um, I got a side of French fries, regular French fries with it, and they give you a whole shit ton of fucking French fries. It's basically this. They give you they're like normal normal deli fries, you know. Um, you know, basically thick thick versions of shoestring French fries. Almost almost steak fry size, you know, um, not that thick though, but they give, they give you a lot of fries, you know, um, yeah, it's like the size of a, a large fry for McDonald's maybe. And then they give you, if you want ranch, they give you actually give you some fucking ranch, you know, not like most places where they fucking jip you at a ranch. They give you a legit, like almost shot glass size of ranch. So that was good. And then, um, so I got that and I was like, I got, I got fucking, I got like two hours to kill before I actually got to head to work. I'm fucking exhausted, man. Cause I went to work the night before and then I got off and I went to that interview and then I went straight to work again. So I didn't go to fucking sleep for damn near, I don't know how many hours. Um, so I go find this fucking, I look for place to eat this fucking shit I don't want to eat in my car and I didn't want to eat it at the restaurant because you know I'm not going to take up a booth for me because um, that place was popping so they had busy and I don't want to you know I don't, don't want to be that guy sitting at a booth and wasting wasting the space so I got the fuck out of there um, uh, so I was like okay fine, I'll find a park I'll go find a park to sit at be nice and chill it was nice. It was like a 65, 67 degree fucking day, a light breeze, no clouds. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go fucking sit down in a fucking park, eat this fucking sandwich and relax. So I find a fucking park, um, right by the BART station by work. Um, it's, you know, like a couple blocks right next to the North Concord BART station. Um, so I parked the car, get out, take the dress shoes off, put my fucking Crocs on. I still got my dress pants and dress shirt on. Go walk into the park, sit down at the fucking bench, eat this fucking sandwich and just fucking chill out. Right. Good. Just relaxing. And so after that, I was like, okay, fine. I'll go to work. I'll go to the gym. So I changed my fucking clothes, go to the gym and then I noticed my fucking watch is about to fucking die. I got like 3% left on my fucking watch. I'm like, fuck. So I got to record my data, but I can't do it because the watch is going to die. And I would rather not record anything at all than have to record shit and have my watch die on me. So I was like, you know what? I'll just do uh, muscle stuff. I won't do the elliptical this time. So basically all I did was um, I just did a bunch of shit to just to wake up my muscles. Um, you know, lateral raises. uh uh, lat pull downs, working the back out a little bit. I did some stretching. Uh, I did some quad work on the leg press. Um, did some sit-ups. Uh, did some some dumbbell flies and 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 chest stuff with the dumbbells. Um, all that just simple shit, you know. Just making sure my muscles are awake, you know. Get the blood flowing the muscles a little bit more. 
And then I was fucking exhausted from that, dude. Just being up for so fucking long, being being awake for so many hours and doing even light, light shit, like 25 pounds max type shit, you know. I fucking just laid down and just closed my eyes for a little bit. I was like, fuck, dude. So I got up after that, changed my fucking clothes back to my regular my regular going into work clothes and then um sat in my car i was like okay fine i'll just sit in my car at this time it's around 4 45 i think five o'clock maybe so i was like okay fine i'll go sit in my car close my eyes and just rest for like half an hour before i gotta go to work so i sat down there i set a fucking al- set a timer for like 25 minutes you know, that's, that's one of those micro naps. Uh, so I did that. I woke up at like 5.20. Walk inside and get ready in 10 minutes. And then start start the night. Start another work day. So I did that. And then got off on or this morning, Thursday morning. And then I had to go pick up some edibles from my buddy in Danville to give to my other buddy. Um, So I had to go home the crazy, extreme, stupid commute way. Usually I take Highway 4 to get home through Antioch. But this time I had to go home through uh, the other side, through from Concord. I had to go down from like the Walnut Creek side and go down into uh, Danville to get get the, the edibles from my buddy. So stop there. Go to his apartment, get the edibles, get back in the car, and come home. And started watching the Aaron, docu- Aaron Hernandez documentary and took a fat-ass fucking nap around 11 a.m. Up until, shit, 3, 3, 4 o'clock maybe. So, yeah, now I'm awake. Um, and I think that's fucking it, man think that's it I did pretty good telling you guys all that and keeping it under two hours shit I'm surprised um yeah I was gonna go see the mom again this weekend but um her fucking kid got sick fucking thrown up or some shit so I'm not going over there this weekend I don't think anyway um I mean, I'm assuming her kid is better by now, but um, I don't know. We haven't talked about me coming over there. Probably going to hang out with the boys this weekend, maybe, and get some miles in. I'm actually going to go riding tomorrow. I'm charging my shit as we speak, or as I speak. Um, so I'm going to go riding in probably Livermore tomorrow. I'll probably go climb uh, Del Val, do something kind of simple-ish, um, get, get my fucking blood pumping again. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to ride a little bit this weekend in the morning. Um, and then I'll probably go see her next weekend, probably maybe. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I feel like I'm fucking done. It's been an hour and a half, so I'm fucking done. Fuck it. I told you guys enough. Um, I don't think I got any serious, any serious topics I need to contemplate with you guys. If I do, I'll give it to you guys next time. Um, Okay, let's find some music and get you back 
on the road of life to whatever the fuck you were doing before you start listening to me. Skip ahead. Actually, you know what? I'll do that song. That sounds like a good song. This yeah, this is a good this is a good, pretty good dynamic band. They're pretty underrated in my opinion. Um Protest the Hero. Um this motherfucker, the lead singer's got some good range, man. A good dynamic vocalist for uh a simple metalish metalcore band. Motherfucker could sing, he could scream, he can growl. The music is fucking fun to listen to. Really it's really good stuff. Really good shit, man. I like it. I like Protest the Hero. Especially this album. Um yeah, it's gonna be a good song. So if you guys some more uh, upbeat stuff to listen to, we got some good energy on this album. All right, so that's it. Um, see you motherfuckers later. The song is called "Limb from Limb" by the band Protest a Hero, and it's off the album Fortress. All right, see you motherfuckers later. Yeah.